Hello, this is Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director for Meetings Today here at PCMA Convening Leaders in San Diego with uh, Elliot Ferguson, President and CEO of Destination DC. Uh, thanks for joining us, Elliot. Tyler, good to have you here in our booth, and it's my pleasure to be here with you guys. Yeah, and I know you're, you're across from the pickleball court, so is there like a stray pickleball that flies through every once in a while? Every once in a while. So for those folks that are hearing that ping and that pong, that's that's what it is. It's pickleball, every, the, the, the hottest craze in sports now. Excellent. Now it's on the exhibit floor, right? It is, man. <laughs> So let's let's get started with uh, your only one DC marketing campaign. What does that entail, and and what are you wanting to accomplish with that? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it really ties into the fact that DC is a destination that is unique in itself. Now I know every city is going to say that, and arguably every city has got a point. But in a city like Washington, there's so de- so many unique things to see and do, so many unique spaces so many things that people don't know about washington it's a city that people come to all the time for work and they go, i'm in, in and out of washington all the time but they don't explore above and beyond the traditional things that we appreciate but the campaign gives us a chance to really expand that perspective and um you know yeah it, it really is a one-of-a-kind city it's like nation's capital or really just a, arguably a capital of the world with all the uh, accoutrements that go with that, that that meetings and events can uh, take advantage of, right? You're absolutely right. I think that a strong leisure market tends to be a strong convention market. The thing I appreciate the most when people travel to Washington for the first time, domestic and international visitors, they had no idea how green it is, how walkable. They don't know we have two rivers. Um, The amazing aspects of our destination, the 25 rooftops that we promote, of course, every city is going to talk about how great the food scene is. Um, we're a city with 700,000 people, which is really small, similar yeah. to San Francisco, very international. And what we try to do is to share with those that are looking at planning meetings um, how diverse DC is, not only from the standpoint of the destination itself, but also connected capital, the number of, uh, you know, we heard from Bill and Hillary Clinton that today they live in DC when they're not in New York. What, you know, the number of world leaders, experts in certain uh, fields that are in Washington, D.C., that meetings and conventions have the chance to really interact with. And, uh, of course, people coming with uh, to meetings and conventions need a place to stay. So you got a number of hotels in the pipeline right now, right? You know, I think that as a destination management organization, we focus on infrastructure. We're fortunate that we have great infrastructure with hotels of all sizes, independent properties, and to your point, in parts of the city that traditionally 10 years ago were not the hottest place to go to, but now uh, they are destinations within themselves. And we're proud to be able to share that with folks that are looking at planning meetings in Washington. Hey, what, are, what are some of those areas for people who may not be familiar? Yeah, specifically areas like Union Market, um, whereas you have the new Washington Marriott, the new Morrow, which is a Hilton, amazing hotels great restaurants that have popped up and people that are moving into the area which is adjacent to Noma north of Massachusetts Avenue which in the last 15 years has continued to grow with hotels restaurants both accessible by Metro of course the wharf which um, the first phase opened in 2017 the second phase opened last year uh, very accessible by train uh, by Metro uh, to other parts of the city Southwest waterfront where our new um, um, stadium, our new um, 
soccer stadium is, Audi Field, new restaurants, new shops, new restaurants opening over there, Navy Yard, South, uh, Southwest, which is where the entertainment and sports arena is in historic Anacostia. And the list goes on and on in terms of what's happening in a city the size of Washington that is really repurposing space that was not traditionally um, areas that visitors would go to. And any uh, new venues or event space that should be on planners' radars? There are a lot of different options in terms of unique spaces. I think the thing that I appreciate hearing the most when groups, when folks are looking at doing meetings in the city is that they talk about all the unique spaces that, um, that were not in Washington four years ago or the fact that they have so many options. Um, I think that's one of the, um, the, the biggest selling points of our destination. I would dare not start naming one without naming them all, but Washington.org is where you can really, we have a section that solely focuses on unique spaces. And um, you're also a, you have a, a sustainability district and you're the first city in the world I'm reading to achieve platinum level lead for cities. What does all that entail? Well, for us, and I'll also say of major DMOs in the United States, we're the first to have a position that solely focuses on sustainability. Whereas, you know, I scratch my head and say, now what are you going to do? But I've learned quickly that she's focusing on sustainability of Destination DC, where we serve a thousand members, the sustainability efforts of the city. How do we share all of that with meeting planners that are looking at bringing meetings to the city? International market, extremely in touch with sustainability efforts of destinations. Those that don't have a, a, a sustainability program may not get the business. So for selfish business reasons, as well as the fact that we want to be good stewards of our community and our, our natural resources, we focus on sustainability arguably differently than other destination management organizations in the United States. And we're proud to be a leader in that space and lead certified buildings, including our convention center. It's really tied to the fact that even with infrastructure being built, it's been a priority. And, um, you know, another thing that you excel at and are really leading, have always led the charge um, of is uh, DEI and especially supplier diversity. Um, so maybe kind of inform our listeners what that is, why it should be important to them and your efforts around that. Yeah, I think that, you know, I, I was former chair of U.S. Travel Association uh, a couple years ago, but I became, I was chair 2019 through 2021, arguably one of the most difficult times between COVID and um, the, the political <laughs> climate and the, the ramifications of uh, the death of George Floyd, which sparked a movement in itself and catapulted a conversation that arguably was not new. You know, I'm a black American that has several experiences in this space, including being discriminated against, but at that time more than ever, especially when people were still sitting at home trying to figure out what was happening with COVID and everything else, we had a chance to really make this conversation a priority. Fast forward to 2024, it is now a part of what we do in terms of how do we interact with members that represent diversity that perhaps could not afford membership dues because we're trying to get make sure they have a piece of the pie that they think um, is unobtainable to them. How do we 
anti our DEI efforts in terms of how I run the organization, empowering the team to collectively be a part of the conversation. How does that conversation continue to evolve? What are our weaknesses? As an organization, I know our weaknesses are tied to those with disabilities, um, as well as uh, the Native American community. So when we talk about DEI, how do we make sure that we are inclusive of the communities we traditionally speak of, but equally as much focus on those that, that need the same level of attention. You know, in Washington, we have Gallaudet University, which is one of the leading universities for the deaf community globally, um, right in our backyard. So how do we include them and how do we make sure that we're offering opportunities for those that represent those communities to have careers within our industry as a whole? And also to take part in the, um, the you know, the revenue that comes in when a convention comes to town, yeah, right? Yeah, and that's the, the end game for them is how do we feed our families? How do we make sure that our employees have opportunities to feed their families? Um, how do they benefit from the $8 billion industry that represents hospitality as a whole that we talk about? So it's important that the diverse community that is a huge part of Washington, a very diverse community, um, understands and, and takes advantage of the opportunities tied to leisure and convention business that's coming to Washington. And then finally, it's election year coming up. Uh, what is that like in D.C.? And uh, what makes it special? Election years in Washington, D.C. are extremely quiet until November. Uh, and then suddenly, one of the largest conventions planned or planned uh, is planned within three months, 90 days, which is when we're positioning ourselves to host inauguration, um, which for the last two inaugurations were compromised for a variety of reasons. So we're excited about uh, and very optimistic about 2025. Um, and that's when the city really comes to life with all preparations tied to the new administration, if there is a change, but equally as much new members of Congress moving into Washington and being a part of the community. So we're excited about that. Yeah, it must be interesting having been there for so long just to see this, these waves come in and out of, of different people. It is extremely interesting. I live on Capitol Hill, so I not only see it in the political world, but I also see it in my community as we see new members of Congress members of the Senate and cabinet moving into my neighborhood that, you know, all I care about is I'm picking up their dog poop, I digress, but it's kind of great to have those leaders in your own backyard. Um, one of the funniest things that people think about Washingtonians is that we talk politics and we don't. Yeah. We know we, the last thing my senator and members of Congress neighbors want to do is talk about their jobs. Um, similar to me, I love talking about tourism, but I don't want, please don't ask me to get into the weeds of it all when I'm having a, a uh, a brew with you so yeah. but it's exciting because the change is is kind of good to have new new members of the community come into washington that are really impacting you know the global community tied to the united states well great thank you elliot for joining us once again always a pleasure tyler and that was elliot ferguson president and ceo of destination dc i'm tyler davidson vice president and chief content director for meetings today thank you for joining us for this meetings today podcast and um, head on over to meetingstoday.com if you want to check out more podcasts with industry thought leaders and no matter what you're up to with the rest of the day go out and make it great